guys, this is Katie on the go. I thought it would be really fun to make a mini episode this week, and so I'm just going to do some casual voice notes and um, just kind of put them into the podcast like this. Um, I just want to give you guys a mini episode and just kind of refresh of um, who I am, why I'm doing this podcast, and answering some of y'all's questions. And of course, talking about movies and TV and whatever I feel like talking about. So first and foremost, my name is Katie Holtzclaw. As you all know, I say it every week. I am the host of the Moving Pictures Podcast. I am currently a grad student at Savannah College of Art and Design in Atlanta. I am getting my Master's of Arts in Film and TV Production. I am specializing in directing and writing. And I am graduating this year, 2022. I've kind of loved movies and TV my whole life, but... I really found the passion for it, for all things media, when I was in high school, when I lived in London, England with my family. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and then when I was 13, my family and I moved overseas, and we were there for about four and a half years, almost five, and then when I came back, I went to a private Christian school in Atlanta, and then attended the University of Georgia in 2015. So I guess I'm aging myself, but um, I went to Georgia thinking I wanted to do journalism. And then I took a few journalism classes and knew that 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 wasn't for me. So then I switched to, what did I switch to? Oh, entertainment and media studies, which is basically telecommunications. And then about sophomore, I think around sophomore year, I took, like, first semester, I took a film history class with Professor Richard Newpert, love him, and uh, I decided that that was the route I wanted to go down. It was way more interesting than anything I had ever taken before, and I, I kind of had this identity crisis because I've never been a history person. I mean, I hated AP history in high school, like taking all the notes and I was just like, I don't care about this information as much as like this test or this class requires me to. And then I got into film studies. It's literally film history. Like I'm studying film and I just loved it, like ate it all up. I thought it was so cool how like, I guess movies reflect the time period that they're in. And even if they're like a dystopian or like a futuristic film, that still is telling you it's, it's dating the movie creation because it's telling you what we don't have. You know, it, it's saying this is, you know, before it's time kind of thing. So anyway, that's kind of where I found my love for it. But in high school, I really uh, loved watching movies in um, in classes, when I got home from school, um, but that's also when I started binging TV shows, so I, so when we were in England, I don't think we used Netflix, I don't think it was, like, a streaming service yet, you had to, like, order the disc, and I, so I don't think we did that, I think we just really went to Blockbuster, which, uh, God bless Blockbuster, but we started watching TV on, Like, I remember watching Friends for the first time, like, on cable, on cable TV, 
And then we would just like record every episode and then watch them in order. So that's how I saw it all the way through for the first time was I like scrolled through our DVR system and was like watching them in order. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, I know I kind of jumped all around, but that was kind of the heart of, of me learning to love TV. And then I would say movies were kind of like filtered in there. And then definitely in college movies were my go-to. And then, you know, I would start taking classes on it. So that really brought in, uh, brought about this, this passion in me. And then I graduated college in 2019. And then I was a production assistant on a few different things. Um, some smaller production companies in Atlanta to some big Netflix films. And then COVID hit and I was out of a job. A lot of people were out of a job. The entire industry was basically shut down. And so I decided to go to grad school because SCAD was offering virtual classes. And so I decided to do that. Um, and I just feel really blessed that I got to financially be able to go and, um, just kind of like mentally and, and physically be able to go as I didn't get COVID throughout the whole time. I guess this whole pandemic, I haven't gotten it. So just really lucky and really blessed that I get to go. Um, and now I'm almost done, which is crazy. Um, all I have to do is my thesis film, which is just a whole nother topic of discussion because it's, Oh, missed my turn because it's, it's very stressful, but Anyway, so I'm in the process of pre-production for my thesis documentary, and my documentary is on nuns that fight human trafficking, so look out for that. I'm definitely going to be posting about it, and that's kind of all the, the background that I have for you guys right now. Um, yeah, I will be back. Okay, I am back with the mini episode. Um, just had to take a little, like three hour break <laughs> because two hours because I was getting my nails done for my beach trip. But anyway, um, so I'll give you a little background on me and just a little background. I want to talk about my favorite movies. I know when I podcast, I say that every movie is my favorite movie. Um, and I almost never have anything bad to say about the movies. I'm like, they're so good. They're just so good. So I'm going to give you like my top three to five as I'm talking. I'll figure it out. Okay. These are my top three and they're not in any particular order, but we have the great Gatsby, um, 2013, not the original, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio, obviously. Um, I also like wrote a paper on all the costume design and set design for that. And that also really just made me appreciate the film more because so much thought went into this and just the beauty of all that they wore and the, you know, the set deck and like all that was just shown on screen was so beautiful. Um, and the great Gatsby is my favorite book. So I really love that. Um, it got to come to life in this movie. So I've always had the dark Knight as one of my top, but I think Todd Phillips Joker beats it out. So I don't think the dark Knight is in my top anymore because I like the Joker better. Um, and it gives me the same vibe. Obviously it's the same story like Gotham, Batman, etc. But 
I love it. The colors and the, oh, the music. Woo! The soundtrack won like many awards because it, I mean, it's so good. It's so piercing. You can feel the emotion just by listening. Um, and then add Joaquin Phoenix on top of that. Like, wow, that's a winner for sure. And then I would, I always say The Graduate is also my favorite, like, older movie. Um, I guess The Great Gatsby is, like, kind of older, but obviously 2013. The Graduate was in, like, the 60s. So I really like it. I think it's funny. It's kind of a staple of American cinema, and it really marks a lot of changes in film history and film in general. It also um, kind of goes along with what I was talking about last week on Bonnie and Clyde. It really like talks about taboo subjects that no one was talking about. And Simon and Garfunkel also really like kind of defined the montage in, in film history and just ha having a song playing in the back of a scene was really new. And The Graduate is, is a really big historical mark for this change. And I also just love, I love the characters. I love the, I've analyzed these angles so many times, just like in classes, when I'm watching, when I've watched it with my parents, like that kind of thing. I've, I've read a lot of articles about it as well. So to really understand The Graduate, I think is to appreciate it. There's no way you can't not like it once you've kind of dug into it and seen how actually iconic it is. Um, but I also love just thinking of some modern films. I really love promising young woman. That's a film that I will stand by no matter what. That's a film. I think everyone needs to see that storyline is something that we need to talk about more. And the fact that the majority of males I come in contact with haven't seen it solely because of the subject matter is also why I love it so much and why I advertise for it so much. Because if you don't know, it's about sexual assault and the trauma that comes from that. And you know, if you want more, you'll just have to wait until I talk about it on my podcast in a few weeks. But basically that's what it's about. And it kind of adds this fictional spin onto it of this character, Cassandra, and how she tries to get revenge um, in a way from the sexual assault. So basically it's really empowering. And it also talks about just issues that that matter, issues that we don't talk about. You know, again, film that talks about things we don't talk about or things that are taboo or things that are seen as political, so you're not supposed to bring them up in certain situations. Like, this film talks about it all. And they do such a good job at it because you can see how, how we should be handling this kind of situation through the film and also how not to handle this kind of situation through the film, but it all comes down to human experience. And I feel like all of these films that I love, I love because they really imitate life, art imitating life, which is why I made this podcast. 
to kind of ask that question and, and see how right or wrong it is. Um, and then if I had to pick a fifth, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like my comp, I would pick one of, actually, you know what? I can't definitively say what my fifth top favorite movie is because when I think of like favorite movies, you think of a comfort movie, a movie you can watch over and over and over. And I feel like I just watch rom-coms all the time, like over and over and over and over that I've seen a a million times, but I will always go back to them and they're always amazing. And they always satisfy me in what I need, which is comfort and just familiarity and, and kind of that security blanket that I need when I'm laying in bed sick or sad or whatever. Um, I also, I really don't want this to be in my top five because it feels kind of cliche. I mean, it feels kind of shameful to say, to say that this is in my top five, but I love the other guys. That's like the one comedy I can never get tired of. And the one that I always show people, like if, if we're looking for a comedy movie, so, like I always recommend that movie. I don't know. It's not very like intellectual <laughs> to say the least, but I do really like it. I think it's very funny. It makes me laugh every time I see it. And again, comfort. It's just something that is familiar that I can always go back to that I can always just watch over and over again. It is stupid though. A lot of it's stupid. It's the stupid humor, but I think it's like the epitome of the stupid humor that I can handle. If that makes sense. Like I can't handle a lot of the like stupid and vulgar humor that is in a lot of the comedy movies today. I just, I can't, it's not appealing to me, but for some reason this one is anyway, just a little food for thought, um, for myself. <laughs> I, yeah. So I would say those are probably my top movies. And when it comes to TV shows, that's all I do is binge TV shows. Like I'll watch a movie at night. I'll watch it. I love day movies. So like if I have like a Saturday off Saturday where I'm not doing anything and I can watch at least one or two movies, I'm, I'm happy camper, but my go-to like after work or while I'm working or like while I'm chilling at home with friends, it's always just like put on TV and what I binge alone and what I like binge with friends or family or like what I would put on to like entertain is wildly different, vastly different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think I'll get into those in a little bit just because I'm almost home, but it's just TV shows. I think I like, I, I think I go for TV shows more than movies when I'm just kind of chilling because they last longer. I, this is kind of an epiphany I had this week when I was sick and I was, I like kept wanting to watch movies, but then just kind of kept turning on TV cause I couldn't really pay attention to anything is that the story lasts longer. I hate, hate the end of movies because I'm so sad that it's over. Like I watched 13 going on 30. I was just sick, had like a violent stomach flu and I watched 13 going on 30 and I was really sad when it was over because I wanted to see more of them like together and happy. And like, you know, they're moving into the pink house at the end. I'm like, can I see it furnished? Can I, can I see them like decorate it? Can I see it when it's done? 
can I get a little house tour? I want to see how they interact with each other. Like, do they have kids? Do they get a dog? Like, how are they as parents? I want to see this storyline play out. And in TV shows, you get to. You have 10 seasons of Friends where you get to see all the, like, the little intricacies. And you get to be in the world of Friends for 10 seasons. And I, I love that. I, like, don't want it to end. That's also why I get really sad when um, shows end. Because, like, I, I will skip. I'll watch the last episode of, of a series one time. And then I will forever skip it. I will never watch the end. I will never watch when a character leaves, like, in the office when Michael Scott leaves in, like, season seven or eight. I will not watch that episode. Can't do it. Won't do it. Refuse to do it. Because I don't like when stories end. Like, this is just such captivating art. And I enjoy it so much that it emotionally damages me when it's over. Which makes me, makes me kind of want to, like evaluate my internal baggage, you know, my emotional luggage, see what, see what's going on down there. But I mean, I could just be like a movie and TV fanatic. I mean, I am. So maybe that's just it, but I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but I hate it. Hate, hate endings of movies, TV shows, whatever. But so that's why I gravitate towards TV shows because they go on longer. You're in the world longer. The story's longer. You get to be like captivated longer. It's, it's a longevity thing for sure. Um, yeah. So I can go into like what TV shows I like in a little bit, but if you follow me on Instagram, personal or podcast, you probably already know the TV shows that I watch all the time. Um, I do have a long list of shows that I need to watch, so maybe I'll start one of those soon. Maybe I'll go for a more intellectual show, but we'll see. Um, okay. I'm officially home. Oh, I'm officially home, so I will talk to you later. Bye. Hey, everybody. This is your host, Katie Holtzclaw, live from on the beach in Florida. I've got Abby Lynch with me right here. She will be asking the hard-hitting questions today. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just going to answer some of your questions. Um, Some of you guys have been DMing me about my favorite TV shows. And I know in the last note I kind of touched on it, but... I want to give you guys a good, solid list of my favorite TV shows. First and foremost, we have the TV shows that I can always watch, always have playing in the background, always listen to, work to, sleep to, etc., which are The Office, Parks and Rec, Psych, and sometimes Law & Order SVU. It depends. Sometimes I really feel like I want to watch Law & Order SVU. Like, currently, I am re-watching it starting from season 13, which is when Amanda Rollins comes in. So, I've been re-watching it from season 13. But any, honestly, any Law & Order episode, I feel like you can just watch out of order kind of sporadically. You don't have to see it, you know, in a row, one right after the other. Um, so, that's just like a good interesting drama but because each episode kind of feels the same it does get boring which I guess you could say about The Office but it never gets boring so that's more fun to watch I think just listen to have in the background um I also like Criminal Minds my mom and I are watching that together in order we're trying to get through all like what 25 seasons or something so we're on season 17 or 18 right now 
it's really good, but I do like Criminal Minds, but my mom and I have committed to watching it together, so we don't really watch it without each other. So that's more of like a, you gotta pay attention, you know, kind of slow burn, but it's a good show. Also, um, Lie to Me is another good show. It's about the science behind micro expressions and how this like private kind of consulting group um, helps the cops and the, um, the FBI figure out who's lying, solve these cases, um, see if anyone's a murderer, you know, depending on the, the case. Which is also really interesting. You just really have to pay attention so you can actually understand what they're talking about and kind of how they've got from point A to point B. But really interesting. BRB. Okay, we are back. Another great show is Grey's Anatomy. I know everyone says, you know, it's gone on too long, which it has. And the most recent seasons were not great. I really hated the COVID-19 season where they're just at the hospital and like no one's there. They have to wear like hazmat suits all the time. It was just really depressing because it came out in 2020 and there was no element of escapism. You were basically just watching what you were living in. It was just not the vibe. Um, and also Ellen Pompeo is the only one that's really left. Her and, um, what's his face? Um, Richard. Richard. And I guess Bailey. Oh, yeah. Bailey's still there. But there's, like, only three that are still there. And it's just, it's not, it's not really Grey's Anatomy anymore. It's just kind of, like, the Meredith Grey show. But without everyone else, it feels like it's missing a lot. It feels like they're just trying to keep it alive. Um, and, like, when everyone, quote-unquote, came back during the COVID-19 season, they didn't really come back. They're just there for, like, maybe three minutes, five minutes as a cameo, which just isn't even worth the hype. Um, but earlier seasons, bomb. I think after season 10, it just goes downhill. It's not really worth the watch um, because basically everyone's dead or gone at that point. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who dies, but, you know. True, but not everyone that's gone is dead. True. Not everyone that's gone that left is dead. Um, but yeah, the th- I'll tell you the three survive. <laughs> At least. Um, what's another good show? What do I watch a lot? Um, the Vampire Diaries. Oh, The Vampire Diaries. Team Damon or Team Stefan? Delena, obviously. <laughs> Delena. <laughs> Actually, I'm Team Stefan until like season two. Yes, yes. And then when she starts to fall for Damon, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for ruining the show. That's if you time. haven't seen the 2009 TV show, <laughs> The Vampire like Diaries, yeah, um, you're, you're not gonna. If you haven't seen it, you're not gonna watch it at this point. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> but Pretty Little Liars, Pretty Little Liars, also really good. I mean, it is honestly the word I can think of to describe Pretty Little Liars is like janky, chaotic, chaotic. It's it's very early 2000s, but in the best way possible. And I did rewatch it recently because it was so compelling. I have it is good. It's not as good the second time around, but it is good. And it changed A about five times because everyone was. Yeah, more than that. Was. Everyone was A at one point. Oh yeah. Um, but th- it's still good. And now there's a guy on YouTube who goes through the entire Mike's show. Mike. It's called Mike's Mike, and he explains so literally all of the connections in the show and how it all 
is related to one another. Definitely would recommend it. I'm going to watch it this week or next week. And what else is, what else is good? Um, Psych is also good. It's about a fake psychic who solves crimes. That's really good. Um, again, almost every episode is kind of the same. So it, it isn't necessarily something that you can binge all the time. But I would say watch it one time through and then just pick your favorites and watch those. Skip the ones you don't like. Um, what's another good show that I watch? How to Get Away with Murder. And Scandal. Give me the same vibes. It's like an amazing powerhouse. Oh. It's about an amazing like powerhouse woman who's the star of the show, the main character. And then all of this like crazy stuff happens. And it's really compelling, really interesting. And I wouldn't say any of it is scary. I know how to get away with murder sounds like it's kind of scary, but it's not. It's more about like legalese. Um, And then Scandal is more about politics really cool really good um let's see um so some someone asked me tv shows that were on my list to watch that i haven't seen house of cards is one suits is one i've never seen that but i've heard great things about it it's very good it gets really boring though towards the end because it just gets a little bit silly mm. and Meghan markle's in it and i kind of hate her mm-hmm. no offense mm-hmm no offense. I hate her, but no offense. If she's listening, Megan, I'm really sorry. You look good in it, but you annoy me as a character. Um, Catherine Heigl's in that. Yes, she is. I really like her. Um, Prison oh. Break's good if you haven't watched that. I haven't seen Prison Break. Really good. Um, actually, let me, like, can I pull up my list as I'm recording? Pull up, pull up. Yes, I can. Okay. Okay, TV shows to watch. Oh, Riverdale is really good. So, I haven't seen it. You don't like it? I really like Riverdale. Really? Yeah. Way too silly. It did. It did. It got very far-fetched. But my thing is, I haven't... It hasn't been... Like, I'm not up to date anymore. But I can't just, like, pick up where I left off because I don't remember so much. But I can't restart it from the beginning because I remember too much. It hasn't been enough time for me to, like, basically completely forget everything that happened. But I do want to catch up. So maybe I'll just catch up and be a little lost. But just so I can get all the juice, the juicy gossip that's happening, maybe I'll just be a little lost. Um, I want to watch Good Sam with um, Sophia Bush in it. Um, I loved her in One Tree Hill, and I am re-watching One Tree Hill because I'm listening to the rewatch podcast called Drama Queens, and it's really, really good. So I've been just kind of, like, watching an episode or two a week. Um, what I highly recommend it. It is fun to, like, watch it and then hear them talk about it and then um, get the analysis that they discuss. I also want to watch White Collar and True Detective. I've heard those are really, really good. Um, Game of Thrones is on my list, but I don't know how invested I would be in that. It's kind of... I don't know. It's like there's such a like cult following with it that I don't know if I can get into it until that dies down. I don't like watching things when like at the peak of its hypeness. Um, I gotta wait until I feel compelled to watch it. Um, Dynasty is also another really good show. Um, what the new one? Not the remake, not the OG. 
Um, it's set in Atlanta. I actually worked as a production assistant on the show early 2020. Just, <laughs> just promoting myself. Um, if anyone is hiring, I can do absolutely anything you need me to do on a set. I can get coffee. I can be a production assistant. I can be a script supervisor. I mean, I can kind of edit. I can. <laughs> I can be a unit production manager. Be a production coordinator. I got you guys. Um, cameraman, boom mic operator, gaffer, grip. I don't care. I'll do it. Um, I started. Glee is on my list. I love Glee. To rewatch. Oh, Ugh, okay, I haven't seen it since I first saw it. I like it, but I really hate Leah Michelle. You can kind of see that. She treats like everyone really badly. Yeah, she's a prima donna. Um Okay, and then movies to watch. Let's see. I have A Night in Soho, which I'm dying to watch. Don't look up, I really want to see. Um I haven't seen Spencer or House of Gucci, the um like biography oh films. I want to see Spencer because I thought Christine, I mean, what's her name? Kristen Stewart. I thought Kristen Stewart was a weird choice, but apparently she did great. So I want to see it. Um, I haven't seen The Goldfinch. I haven't seen King Richard either, which is the autobiography about um, about um, Serena Williams' dad. Oh, okay. Serena and Will Venus. Smith. Yep. Oh, Will Smith. Um, haven't seen Harriet either, which is about Harriet Tubman. I kind of want to watch that. Like maybe have like a historical fiction day. And watch all those movies. Um, I haven't seen Dark Waters with Mark Ruffalo, which I really want to see. Um, the Irishman, Honey Boy, um, Lady Macbeth, I haven't seen. Uh, Sorry to Bother You is actually really good. I did see that one. Um, but that's randomly on my list. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Like, I have some random movies that are kind of on here. That I either want to rewatch or just kind of watch for the first time. But I'm really feeling compelled to watch the new, the biopics. Um, but though, yeah, I haven't seen those. But I guess I'm recommending them because they're on my list to watch. Um, people have recommended them to me. So they have to be good. And, I mean, they won some awards. Obviously, the Will Smith, the Oscars thing happened. <laughs> when he won an award for um, King Richard. So... Just leave that there. Yeah. You'll have a tan line. Abby's drawing a smiley face. I think it's a really cool picture. Can I take it on your belly? Can I put it on your belly and take it? No, I'll take it on yours. It does. Okay, I think that's about it. Um any other questions I should answer? Um I mean why I made this podcast was so that I could talk about my passions and I could dedicate time to researching things that interest me that includes films and just film history I want to just kind of be able to watch like I guess I kind of made this podcast so I could have an excuse to make a to watch a movie every week and then talk about it love that and like research it and analyze it and think critically for fun the research part is really really fun um I sound like such a nerd but it's really fun to to look up what was happening at the time of the movie, what was happening in the director's mind, in the writer's mind, in the character's minds. Um, and just kind of everything from development all the way down to post-production, I think is super interesting. So I just wanted to share with you guys 
Um, and my goal is to grow my listening, grow my engagement, grow this community, find a community to kind of build and, and live in via the internet with you guys. And to have fun people on my podcast, like Miss Abby Lynch over here. Yeah, girl. <laughs> oh. Y2K coming up next week. Oh, yep. Next week, we will be discussing some very popular Y2K films and why Y2K films are so popular, why they're so iconic, and why they live on forever. That's it. I will see you guys next week. I hope you... Um, got more of a feel for who your host is and how weird I am and how much I talk. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. (laughs) Bye. Could she love? Could she 